Hello and welcome to another edition of Raven Conversations, the show where we bring you the news and information from around the Washington National Guard and the Washington Military Department. I'm Jason Christ. On the show today, I sit down with two members of the Washington National Guard, one Army and one Air, who own their own businesses in their, in their local community. Master Sergeant Samantha Stewart, who is at the 194th Wing, you may remember way back when this show first started, we had her on to talk about yoga classes that she runs here on Camp Murray. Well, she also helps run her own CrossFit gym along with her husband, Joe, who is an Air National Guard member as well. Samantha and I talk about how her service in the Guards supports her ability to focus on her small business, how they got started, and how they're moving into the adaptive athlete space for people with physical or mental disabilities. We also chat about her yoga classes. They are back and they are at the 194th Wing Auditorium once a week. Once the weekly date is set in the new year, we will definitely put that out. I also sat down and chatted with Sergeant First Class Tim Thompson, who works at the 2nd Battalion 205th Training Regiment. He is the proud owner of Brothers Pizza and Brew Deployed, a mobile pizza food truck. During the weekends when he's not drilling, he takes his truck to various events around the state, and he usually sells out. We talk about how he got started, how his service in the Guard helps him with running his small business. I hope that these two conversations will help someone who is on the fence about starting a small business. These two service members prove that it is possible. All right, let's get to the conversations. Anywho, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Master Sergeant, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ma- Master Sergeant Samantha Stewart. And can you tell me where you work? Why, like, where your, where's your duty your location that you... Yeah, I'm here on Camp Murray, so I work in the 194th Force Support Squadron as a personnelist. Ah, okay. So you process... Paperwork. Paperwork. Yep. <laughs> Sounds Absolutely. great. Um brought you in today to talk about a little bit about you know being a uh entrepreneur if you will Mm -hmm. um and also to to talk about the the yoga classes we're gonna definitely talk about that too Mm -hmm. but um what what's what uh what's your place of business what's your small business that you run uh so my husband and i he's also in at the 194th FSS, he's the um, <clears throat> first sergeant there, but uh, we own Armor Athletics, so it's a CrossFit and Olympic lifting gym in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. How'd you uh, come about acquiring this business? Because it's been there for a while. It has been, yeah. It's actually been there since 2010. So we started going as members in 2015, and then my husband or Sergeant Stewart started mm-hmm. coaching there a few years later. So he was coaching there for about five years. And then when the previous owner was going to move on, he kind of reached out to Sergeant Stewart and asked if we would be interested in buying the business just because, you know, we, it was evident we really cared about mm-hmm. it and we were a big part of the community and wanted to maintain the culture that was there so um we kind of looked at our options and debated about it especially because it was during the pandemic so it was a little scary but at the same time really the only reason we could think of for not doing it would be just out of fear so we didn't really want that to be the reason why we didn't move forward with something we wanted to do yeah Mm -hmm. how's it how's it been so far like uh since then it's been really good. It's been a 
a learning experience. We're almost two years in, so February will be two years, and we're still learning something new yeah. every day. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's always room for growth and improvement, but I would say a lot of, you know, our military experience heavily mm-hmm. ties into how we operate the business. Yeah, awesome. Tell me about that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, well, Joe has a, a big background in, like, training, and he's a really good, like, kind of one of those natural leaders. And um, obviously we both have experience being senior NCOs with, like, deliberate development and everything. So we have kind of taken that same process or that same idea and have applied it to our team of our coaches, you know, just – making sure that they have clear expectations, everyone's on the same page, um, that we're representing our gym in the way that we want to. And, you know, what's important to us, what's the mission and the vision, and making sure everybody kind of embodies that um, to be a leader in, in the gym setting for all of the members. So we have a pretty rigorous uh, training program for the coaches themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make sure that we're setting them up for success as best as possible. Um, obviously, it's kind of like an investment for us to have a, a right. really good team. So we use a lot of, you know, kind of emulate that same, you know, training records and deliberate oh, development. Really? And, yeah, we've created our own training records. So there's certain criteria everyone meets at certain times in their coaching career. Mm. Um you know, we push them to do, I mean, not push them. They encourage. like to do it. We encourage them <laughs> yeah, yeah. to just, um, you know, learn different new things because it just makes our place of business more dynamic um, and inclusive for everybody. So we've done like adaptive athlete training certifications. So oh, wow. we can work with um, people with mental or physical disabilities. Um, we have like weightlifting certifications you know, gymnastics certification. So it's kind of a broad range. There's so many things within that field, you know, ultimately we're CrossFit and Olympic lifting, but there's a lot of different Mm -hmm. little dynamic pieces of that. So nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me about the adaptive, you know, training. That's, that's interesting because that, uh, full disclosure from people in the audience, I I used to go to the gym and I know, I know, you know, you Uh from, you know, attending yep, class back in the day but, yeah. when we remember yeah. oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh that wasn't available so i'm mm-hmm. wondering like uh like how's that how's that been tell me about that program yeah absolutely so it actually kind of spurred on um joe originally was the first one to go to the course and um oh my gosh i'm can't i'm blanking on the name I'm going to look it up. Anyways, so um, there was a CrossFit athlete. Gosh, I can't remember his name. Anyways, <laughs> he's a CrossFit athlete, and he actually got injured during a CrossFit competition. Oh, I, th- I remember that. Yeah. yeah, so he dropped the bar yeah. and is paralyzed mm-hmm. now. So he kind of came together with a couple of other uh, people in that field, and they've created a whole training program for adaptive athletes, so teaching coaches how to work with adaptive athletes. Mm -hmm. I think one of the foundations that we have at our gym is we're very inclusive. You know, everyone's Mm -hmm. kind, everyone is welcome. It doesn't really matter what level of CrossFit you're at or where you're starting out or what your limitations are. We really just genuinely want to help people like 
be healthy and feel good and Mm -hmm. have fun. And so um, we kind of realized we kind of, you know, try to preach this inclusiveness, but there's a whole other, you know, market of people that don't necessarily have those specific um, abilities to do certain things, right? So Mm -hmm. Joe went through the training. He absolutely loved it. And he basically came back and said, I want this to be something that we move forward with. So then our manager, Jess, and I both did the adaptive class. So it's through the Adaptive um, Training Academy. Um, So we accomplished that. And then we actually started working with Wounded Warrior Project. I was going to go there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, the representative we had originally coordinated with, she moved out of state for another job. So we're like in that process of trying to reconnect with whoever took her place. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've kind of been playing phone tag. But I will say we found an organization um, in the local Tacoma area. It's called Rainier Adaptive Sports, and they're a local nonprofit. And they've actually, they're pretty new, um, but the two uh, founders of it have been an adaptive athlete type stuff through Metro Parks. Hmm. So um, they have all types of sports programs for any age group and any type of really limitations. So we met with them and started kind of working with them. In fact, this Saturday um, at our gym, we are doing a kind of like a fundraising workout. We called it Adapt to Overcome. Okay. Yeah, so it uh, it's gonna be at 10 o'clock, but all of our members are gonna come that can attend. Mm-hmm. And Joe programmed a adaptive athlete workout so wow we're going to split the class in two half the class is going to be a seated athlete half the class is going to either have a missing limb from elbow down or elbow up and we have you know we've been slowly kind of investing in different equipment and items to be able to do a lot of the regular crossfit movements like you know deadlifts and Mm -hmm. cleans and rowing and wall balls and all that type of stuff. So we're actually going to have our members work out as adaptive athletes so they can just kind of get an understanding with how different it is and, you know, what you can kind of overcome with Mm -hmm. things that you may not have or perceive as limitations. So um, we're going to do that. And then all the money that we raise, we're going to donate to that nonprofit. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it's really really cool. cool. Yeah we kind of just realized there was a big part of the community that we weren't really serving, you know, in mm-hmm. that inclusive piece. Cause so, so many of your members were, are likely, you know, service members or first responders, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah. That shouldn't like stop any, you know, veteran who is, you know, has limitations. It shouldn't stop them from being, you know, living their best life and being healthy as possible. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's pretty amazing to see some of these athletes too. They can do more things than I can, (laughs) you know, and it's, um, yeah. And I mean, we've had experiences with people who, um, either have like, a temporary or permanent like limiting condition you know if somebody gets injured all of our coaches are aware on like how to mm-hmm. adapt certain movements to where you're still getting the same stimulus and building mm-hmm. like that strength and having that inclusion but doing it safely and effectively so um kind of expanding into the adaptive realm is it's pretty exciting mm-hmm. so 
anything else from your like your military service that you found helped you in focusing and and allowing you to um, make your business thrive? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me in particular, having like the recruiting and retention background has kind of applied to you know focus on our membership base and making sure we're happy there, right? And we're doing what we can for our members <clears throat> to bring value to mm-hmm. what what they're getting out of the gym. Because it's, it's not always tangible. You know, it's almost like, you know, recruiting and retention with the military, like, oh, you can have a position and you can get this training. But there's also those intangibles of like, you have the desire to serve and, mm-hmm. you know, part of that community. So just trying to really kind of put the value where that is. And then, I mean, just in personnel, documenting things, effective communication is like number one. (laughs) So I'm very, um, I try to be very forward in my communication and Mm -hmm. follow up on that. And it, um, I think the feedback I've gotten a lot from the members too, is just, um, it makes them feel like they're important right if you're constantly engaging with them or following up with them if I don't see someone that's usually there all the time I'll immediately reach out and chat with them so that piece of it um I had a hard time for a while kind of with the whole work life Mm -hmm. balance type thing um and I'd been full-time in the military since I was like 17 so wow yeah um and Joe and I have six kids so um, I've kind of had a hard time figuring out what that, what that balance is or letting things go once you leave work, that type of stuff. But um, I will say that's one thing that's great about having the business is since we're business owners and it's like a small veteran family-owned business, we get to have our kids around us all the time. Oh, good. So that's a pretty big difference, but um, yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> I think that's, we can move on to yeah. talk about the, talk about yoga. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you, cause I remember years ago you were on the show, the podcast, mm-hmm. um, we talked about, uh, your yoga classes, mm-hmm. um, and you're still doing them yes. or, or uh, you had probably stopped it for a while. Yeah. Of, you know, took a little break. A couple of things happened over the past couple of years. Right. I can't remember what it was. I don't know was, what you're talking yeah. about, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but now, but now they're, they're back up and running. And so every Wednesday, yes, every Wednesday. So, um, full disclosure, we might be changing that up a little bit come the new year, but it's still going to be once a week and we'll definitely be sure to put out what, you know, what that is. But I was teaching yoga before and I was doing the tri-brain yoga classes, which I know I had talked about before Mm -hmm. on the previous, um, episode podcast the one of the first ones yeah it was like uh i think it was like number five or six or something like that we were just getting started pretty early on (laughs) yeah look at you now (laughs) um but i still do the tri-brain yoga classes but i was doing that for a while and then took a break with you know covid and everything and then i transitioned into dsg so i wasn't here full-time anymore um but I was contacted by the two wing DPHs, Candy and Craig. Which are what DPH? Oh, Director of Psychological Health. And okay. they're amazing. Um, they're really, really great. And they've 
done an awesome job of like connecting with wing leadership and having a really good strong foundational relationship there as far as making mental health and the health and wellness of the mm-hmm. airmen of the wing a priority not only just talking about it but yeah. actually moving Put, forward with action yeah putting it in practice exactly yeah. so um they reached out to me and asked if i would be willing to come back and um do that once a week so mm-hmm. i have been and it's i miss it a lot it's been really fun mm-hmm. and you know my goal with each class is just to teach people something they maybe don't know already and something that they can apply out off of the mat you know outside of yoga to help them cope and just be Mm -hmm. resilient and manage stress in their work and personal life um so i'm kind of i'm doing the tri-brain yoga classes under the umbrella of the operational neuro fitness program which is what the two dphs in the wing are doing okay so there's kind of a, a couple different um programs under that and the tri-brain yoga is one of them okay tell me about the tri-brain tri-brain yoga yeah sorry so tri-brain yoga um the founder of it is elizabeth markey she's actually um on the east side of the state so i'm the west coast partner for tri-brain yoga but really what it is is it's a yoga practice blending the neuroscience of the three brains that we have which is your head heart and your gut mm-hmm. um in order to be, you know, everyone, it was kind of just thought our cognitive brain was our main brain, which it is in a sense, but we have our heart and our gut brains. They both have a certain intelligence to where they can, they create their own neurons, they learn, mm-hmm. and they have the ability to store memory. So um, they're actually now classified as brains. Um, so it's just interesting to there's so much that goes into it, but taking little pieces to where it's easy to understand and incorporating that in a yoga class, it kind of helps strengthen that like mind body connection. And not only does it give you like self-awareness to, you know, your own feelings or thoughts or emotions and how they work through your body and how all of your systems are, you know, connected. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of, creates that space so that you can be more responsive versus reactive, which is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Makes a big change. Okay. Um, for, uh, for somebody who hasn't done yoga before, mm-hmm. like, and they want to try it out and come to your class, what can they expect? What, what can, uh, Oh, it's <laughs> the best time. <laughs> um, it's very easy to follow. I know a lot of people kind of get intimidated, just like with CrossFit or mm-hmm. Olympic lifting. You know, they don't think they're flexible enough or they don't think they can do it because of this or, you know, it's yeah. a little hippy-dippy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it really is just a, a mindful-based practice, you know, and you're kind of pairing your breath with your movement. And, um, yeah, it's easy to follow. We have extra mats, so you can just Somebody show can just, up. just jump in and yep. they can, they'll be able to follow along. Absolutely. And keep up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too awesome. challenging. And just like with CrossFit, again, you can kind of adapt things. You know, there's some yoga positions. Maybe you have a really hard time with balance or a certain stretch or whatever. But there's always, like, tools and different methods to where you're still getting the same benefit mm-hmm. and not having to 
you know, it's not like you're in a pretzel or anything. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Right on. Well, I hope the, if there, is there anything else you'd like to throw out about the, about the classes? Do we, do we, um, say a location and time? I can't remember. Uh, we didn't, but again, with the new year, we might be changing the time, um, or the day, but it, it's, it's going to be in the wing auditorium every week, the 194th wing auditorium. So that's mm-hmm. building 109. Um, and as far as adding anything else, I think probably the foundational thing with the yoga classes in particular would be um, just understanding how, well, number one, kind of what triggers your stress and how you build resiliency and actually using practical applications to help manage and control that so mm-hmm. that you are able to live authentically and healthy, you know, mental, physical, and uh, emotional health, mm-hmm. really, because um, it makes a big difference, not only at work, I mean, it helps a lot at work, <laughs> yeah. but it, it makes a big difference in, you know, all aspects of your life. So um, that's why I definitely enjoy teaching it. And I, I'm always learning s- new stuff too. you know, neuroscience is always changing. Yeah. And yeah. coming up with new things and new discoveries and such. yeah exactly so just um having those basic understandings even if they're kind of small make a, a huge difference in how you not only live your own life but how you interact with others cool so, yeah all right well thank you very much for thank you stopping for by me. yeah our anytime. new studio i know it's beautiful <laughs> in here very nice. um yeah i hope i hope uh, i hope somebody who's you know listening who are on the fence about owning their own business might get some inspiration you know or yeah so if you if they if they see uh sergeant stewart mm-hmm. on the block and the, on the street just uh feel free to reach out and ask oh, questions yeah She'll give absolutely you some advice. i'm <laughs> i think joe and i are both very happy to share yeah kind of what we've learned or how it started. And I mean, we were fortunate to get into a business that was already kind of established (laughs) versus going from the ground up, but there's still so much, even when you're just transitioning, you know, and, and buying that business, you kind of are starting from not the bottom, but the middle bottom. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're happy to share like, you know, what works, what doesn't. And, uh, or just, support encouragement cool yeah yeah and, and show up for the classes on uh in, yeah. in the new year yes yes we'll put that out for sure yeah all right thank you thank you first where you want me to start <laughs> first of all i want you to introduce yourself all right. tell uh, me your name your rank you know where you come where you, where you work all right so our first class thompson i work second battalion 205th okay uh, rti over there uh work in the operations section um i do all the planning for OCS phase three, Mm -hmm. um, as far as the land and the buildings and stuff like that. So that's what I do currently. Uh, previously I was a recruiter. Okay. Did that for about six years. Uh, before that active duty years and years and years ago. (laughs) So I've been around for a while. All right. Yeah. Haven't we all tell me about your business. So, um, it's called brothers pizza and brew deployed. Um, we have a trailer. It's a 24 foot trailer. Okay. Um, used to have a restaurant. Uh, we actually opened our restaurant in Tonino. Uh, everybody, everybody in the military knows what, where Tonino <laughs> is because <you, laughs> the Tonino land map. nav map. <laughs> um, 
So we opened up in Tonino uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, we wanted a, a testing ground, basically, uh-huh. uh, that wasn't inundated with uh, a bunch of pizza places. Um, second of all, uh, they had no pizza out there. Really? So huh. it was uh, it was pretty easy getting set up. Um, we're there. Uh, we opened in December 2019, and we shut our doors August of last year. Um Good news is not the pandemic. <laughs> okay. Did not affect us. Uh, it affected us in a good way, actually, uh, because people were not going out anywhere. We had to drive through windows, so people were able, still able to come to us. So okay. uh, whereas most restaurants had to shut down, yeah, we did not. So we were able to um, continue on. And then when life happened and we had to move on, we were able to do so. Uh, we were able to pay all our employees to include a small severance package, arrange jobs for them prior to leaving. Um, and we took every single dime that we had, and we put it into a truck and a trailer. All right. So, so then that's where, you, that's where we're at that's now. That's where we're at now. Dude. Slow start, but we're, we're still doing so it. So do you travel around to different locations, um, uh, different events? Yeah. Or, or so mostly... uh, one, of the, one of my ex-co-workers, uh, Sergeant First Call Lowry, uh, was a recruiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now retired. And he owns a, a insurance company down in um, Rainier. He reached out to me, you know, uh, for business purposes here at 205th. And we got to talk, and he was like, hey, I got insurance. He goes, you need insurance? And I actually did because I just picked up my trailer, like, the week before that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, so hook me up with some insurance. He got me a good price. Uh, he goes, hey, by the way, I'm doing a 4th of July celebration out in Rainier. This is the first time we're going to do it. We only have like two vendors right now. Do you want to do sell some pizza? So I said, sure. So I estimated, you know, maybe 100, 150, possibly 200 people would show up. Um, we sold out. It was about 200 people the first day. Mm-hmm. My daughter, who ha- happened to be, she used to be in the guard as well. Wow. Um, One big happy guard family. Oh, yeah. It goes on and on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, she works out at Eatonville Elementary School. She's a fifth-grade school teacher, and she was telling me about their 4th of July event, which was on the 3rd. And she goes, it's, it's big doings. Make sure that, you know, so I'm saying, okay, big doings. A couple hundred people, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I planned the same way, 200 pizzas, you know. I sold out in two hours. <laughs> yeah. They had over 10,000 people there. Holy cow. I was not prepared. Sold out in two hours, and, uh, yeah, so it was kind of nice because, you know, good day, and then we got to sit around and enjoy the festivities afterwards, so whereas I wasn't, you know, working the entire time and mm-hmm. not able to participate. So um, all the grandkids were there, so it was, it was pretty nice. And that's a, that kind of jump-started the, the whole thing, right, this 4th of July event? And yeah, going, yeah, this, I mean, it, it's funny because when I look back, my partner and I, uh, he's ex- uh, retired, well, not ex, but he's retired Navy. Um, we were sitting around, we belonged to a club together, sitting around one day over some um, beverages and discussing, hey, you know, what are we going to do when we retire? And he was closer to his retirement than I was, and I was like, I don't know. Started looking at, like, you know, bars and, and stuff like that. It's expensive to have a bar. Um, just the insurance alone is just mm-hmm. crazy. And he's like, I don't know what else to do. He goes, what can we do? I was like, why not pizza? He goes, you know how to cook? I was like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where it kind of started. Um, literally tripped and fell. We started off with this little portable oven. 
did one Christmas event in Lakewood, and then from there went restaurant immediately. It's like we tripped and fell into this building. Mm-hmm. Um, we literally started with like thirty thousand dollars. That was it. Wow. And now, you know, we're debt free. So which is nice. It's nice to know that I don't have to go out and break my back every weekend like some vendors do, uh, just to pay for my trailer. Mm-hmm. So, and luckily, you know, being two fifth, and even when I was at recruiting, it's only one weekend a month I got to be here. So those other weekends, mm-hmm. that gives me three weekends. I can decide what I want to do. Do I want to sell pizza or do I want to spend time okay. with family? That was one of my one of yeah. my other questions. This is not an open like five days a week kind no, of thing. Not so right you now. take this around and you yeah. go to different events on yep. the weekends. Okay. Yeah. This um, is, this is. yeah uh, in fact, uh, on the twenty second of this month, I'll be doing the Lacamas uh, this Lacamas Ranch out in Roy. They're had, they're doing a uh, Christmas already. They're doing a Halloween uh, event for the community, and I'll be out there on twenty second. So. Okay. Um, it's just right now it's people reach out, you know, private events, whatnot, some major events, you know, plan on doing next year. Um, mostly 4th of July, Mm -hmm. but with, with being in the guard, it does limit me some because a lot of events are during like drill weekends or, uh, AT, AT is a big one. So I have to schedule all my events around that. Um, so this year was rough because we've only done about four events. Okay. Um, and then we went straight into AT, and and then life happened after that. And so it was a little slow this year getting started. But uh, at least I know it, the, the most difficult part was getting through the health department. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking a brand-new trailer. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's just the health department is real – they are real picky on hmm. who uh, obtains a, a health permit. So um, I've become – quite familiar with them at the health department and so i mean but other than that it's it's not too okay nice yeah so that was kind of like how i wanted to ask you about guard service and how it allows you to do that and you just pretty much answered that question like on the weekends that i don't have drill i get to you know yeah like i said you know when we had the restaurant we were were open uh mm. five days a week um i I only went there one day a week and that was to deliver uh groceries okay. basically uh pick up any cash that we had in the safe and take it to the bank uh, other than that my crew ran the mm-hmm. restaurant i i went down there i'd have family come in and we'd go in and just sit down it was a nice place to gather um but i like this better because i get to pick and choose mm-hmm. the two events i did in july equals about a month in that brick and mortar mm-hmm. you got to realize like in my particular situation i don't I don't have to pay anything for my trailer because it's already paid for. But typically, you're paying your monthly on your trailer, which you know, like car loan. You know, some of the some of the, depending on how expensive you go, you're looking at anywhere between a hundred thousand dollars and a million dollars for for a food truck. Um, trust me, I did not pay that much. <laughs> um, but so you're taking that consideration. Okay, I'm paying X amount of dollars for this vehicle. Um, and so it's just like car loan, like I said, so you got $300 payment plus your insurance, plus whatever, uh, you know, groceries you're going to put in there, you know? So you look at your overhead, but then you look at your overhead of brick and mortar, mm-hmm. you have electric, you have gas, you have sewer, you have garbage, yeah. you have employees, you have L and I, L and I kills yeah. you, you know? And 
then you have the rent on top of that. So I think I think the pandemic for me opened my eyes to a couple of things. One, I don't think that you're going to see a lot of restaurants survive for years and years to come. You know, like Bob Evans was around for 80 years or whatever, you know, back east. I think the pandemic created a, a, a different outlook on how we go out to eat nowadays. Um, there are still some of those restaurants out there um, that will never go away. Um, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings probably still right. be there for a while. <laughs> but Yeah, the big franchises. Big, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they can – they were able to afford to stay yeah. open and do the Uber Eats and, and, and mm-hmm. whatever other DoorDash Cur- curbside or whatever. Curbside pickup. Yeah. You know, they were able to do that because, well, they're backed by large corporation. Um, mom and pop places, that cut into their overhead. And when it cut into the overhead and they started laying people off, and even though the government tried to subsidize um, with a lot of uh, grants and whatnot over the two years, they're still, you know, they were so in debt that it just didn't help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were blessed because, again, we had that drive-through window, and that drive-through window just saved us. Because otherwise, we would have shut down too. Mm. But the, the, our ability, um, we we lost a few employees. We had to cut some corners. Um, never cut corners on 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 our product, but and I just had to let some people go. Yeah. And it was just it was unfortunate. But I made sure to find them jobs before, so. Well, that was good. That was nice. Well, yeah. it, it, again, we were blessed. We had a lot of people in the area um, when we first opened up say, hey, they haven't had pizza here. You know, and I had other restaurants coming down, mm. uh, specifically pizza places coming down say, yeah, I want to see the competition. Um, but then you start talking to them, and it's not really a competition. It's more It's more like a okay, you do it this way, and it, you got a great product, we got a great product, and we'll never talk down about you. But keep in mind, you know, we're still trying to take as much money out of this as you can. Um, but it, it was never really a, a competition. It's just everybody just wanted to see what you had to offer. And our crust is completely different from everybody else's. I'll <laughs> tell you right now, you, you I, I don't care what pizza place you go, flour, water, yeast. I go beyond that. Okay. I spent about four months developing it, trying crust after crust. I mean, my family was like, yeah, one more pizza, I'm going stra- to strangle you with it because it was like pizza after pizza after pizza after pizza. Until, so I got until, exactly until you where had, I wanted. Yeah, until you, that one yeah. bite, you're just like, we nailed it. <laughs> yeah, and then I called my partner. I was like, hey, come try this. And he was like, we got something that we there's no place else. Nice. Yeah. I, mean, I had a guy. Uh, came down from Bellingham, rode his motorcycle down. He's like, my buddy kept talking about this. And he goes, I'm telling you right now. He goes, I'm a, I'm like straight out of Italy Italian. He goes, I'm going to put yours to the test and see if it equals up to my mom's. And he ordered a cheese pizza. That's it, just cheese. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, you got something special. I'm like, cool. Your pizza's on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because, you know, some pizza you can literally, and, and this is the way I do it, I, I Ever since we started, I have eaten pizza a lot of places. I'm a big boy. I can eat a lot of pizza. Um, first thing I do is pull, pull a piece of that crust off, that back end that's mm-hmm. got no sauce, and you taste that crust. Yeah. It either tastes like crust 
or it's got something a little special to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a, only a handful of places that I've been to that I will eat their crust by themselves. Otherwise, I, I will just toss crust aside. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the crust part. You won't, you, you won't throw our <laughs> crust aside. Okay. No, you can eat it by itself. So All right. we got so, a little something in there. Uh, so, so what is it about pizza? Like, where, where did, where does this, where does this passion come from? Um, so, my mom taught me how to cook when I was like four or five years old. Uh, my mom was a, a big believer of if a man can cook, he's he'll he'll be fine, regardless of whether he's married or not. If a man can cook, he will survive. Hmm. Um, pizza is pizza. You got melted cheese, and that crust is brown. It's done. <laughs> um, we cook with real, you know, with fire, so it's, it's a little okay. bit different from your conventional oven oven. Um, I actually like the charred ed- edges. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Know, <laughs> um, I've never been formally trained. Uh, there is a formal training that you can go to down in San Francisco to be a PTO or whatever it's called. Really? Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, it's an expensive class, but you can't. I can call my wood-fired pizza. I can't call it, like, Neapolitan because mm-hmm. Neapolitan would uh, um, insinuate that I've been trained. Mm-hmm. In, and that's an art. Yeah. Uh, and that little that, that class certifies you to call your pizza that. Ah, so okay. uh, because I haven't been to that class, we just call ours wood-fire. Uh, right. So um, a lot of people do that because they haven't been to that class. And mm-hmm. you, can be, you can be sued. <laughs> Fred, that there's an organization that runs that, and yeah. Wow. If you're not trained, don't have, do not have their certificate, and you call it by a Neapolitan, then you can be sued, yeah. Hmm. So in coming up with the logo and the name and, and how we're going to, it was like, okay, well, let's check this legally, let's check this legally. Um, you know, we came up with a name. It sits up at, uh, at the... Um, the business or uh, the you know, who you apply it through business and it's all on my computer that's why i don't know the names <laughs> um like the business administration mm-hmm. you say hey I, i'm, I'm going to open a business this is my this is my name they actually run through a database to make sure it doesn't uh infringe upon anybody else's uh same thing with our, our with our art so when we had the trailer wrapped i sat down with a graphic artist at one of the uh play it, it, it's a wrap shop down in Portland, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, "Yeah, this is what this is our original logo. I'm gonna take that original logo, spin it." And he's like, "Well, I've seen that on TV." I was like, "Yeah, and no, uh, it's clip art, so clip art's like fair game." And he's like, "Yeah, um, let me run this through the database." And so he ran through a database and come find out it is clip art. It is free to use, um, but we still changed it. So by changing it, it just kind of frees us up a little bit more legally. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know any of that. So there's a lot of things I did not know when we started this. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a whole new whole new world. Yeah. You know, operating a platoon or a squad <laughs> in the Army is a lot, lot easier than running a business. We have very specific parameters that we work within. Business is a little bit different. Because, yeah, you got your rules and regulations and you got your state laws and all this other stuff. Yep. But then you have a human factor to it. And something that I learned, uh, we here in the military, although we do 
tend to have some kind of human aspect to it, legitimately regulation doesn't provide us that. That has something that you have to develop over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, when you start working with civilians, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, you got, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, there's certain things that we say and do here, you cannot say and do on the outside. Right. Uh, when you're dealing with customers, the way I deal with a soldier is not the way I deal with a, with a customer. Um, <laughs> to some extent, uh, I had, you know, I've had some interactions that, that were fun with a couple customers. My wife is like, "Oh, you're never going to get that customer back." <laughs> well, but, let's not do that again. But then honey. the next Friday, they're back, and they brought they brought friends. Wow. <laughs> um, they're like, "Yeah, we like the fact that you don't cater to people or pander to people." Um, you're straight up. You know, we like that. And that's kind of the reason why we chose down there to start, to work out all those wrinkles, because Tonino is so small that, you know, great people, though. Uh, we, we had a good time down there. Yeah. Um, before we had to shut down for COVID, uh, we had people come in there. They just spent hours in there. Yeah. And it was, it was fun times. You just get to know some of them. Do you find that, your service, your guard service, like assisted in any way and helped you in uh, in starting a business. Yeah, I think it did. Um, financially, loans are loans. Yeah. Uh, luckily, again, we didn't have to get any loans, um, but uh, invest your money <laughs> because what you start with, like your thrift savings plan. Um, Take a loan out on it. You're loaning yourself money, so it's money that you've already put in. And if you can afford to do that, that's that's an, an easier way than going to the bank. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, utilize some of that money to get the jump start. Um, so that afforded me that part of the opportunity. Um, partner had what he had based off his you know retirement um, and th his thrift savings. <laughs> okay. Um, so I dipped into mine as well. Uh, I figure if he can do it, I can do it. What's a couple thousand bucks, right? Yeah. I mean, at this point, with my age, it, it, I either sink or swim anyway. So um, we took a we took a you know a risk, but that provided us the financial aspect. We didn't, like mm -hmm. I said, we didn't have to go to the bank. Um, I think my organizational skills that I picked up from the military enabled enables me even now to interact with the um, with the health department like I said they're very they're they're, they're sticklers sticklers is mm -hmm. that the word they're sticklers down there uh, their eyes have to be dotted and their T's have to be crossed and if they're not they return everything right back to you um, kind of like an NCOER <laughs> and worse <laughs> worse yeah. and worse yeah. Um, yeah floor plan they went inches feet they want weights. They want. Wow. You got to break down. You got to break down your whole menu per item. Tell them what's in everything. So you're really giving them a lot of trade secrets when. Yeah. <laughs> or potentially could be, um, but my ability to do paperwork, as an NCO, NCOERs, counseling statements, yeah. uh, being attention to detail in that aspect, I think has um, provided me the ability to deal with. Um, them mm -hmm. and then even as a junior nco uh dealing with my senior ncos i think that 
provided me the opportunity to learn how to deal with the civilian public or, you know, the civilians. Because um, there's certain things that you can and cannot say to your superior. Right. Much like same, you don't want to deal with another government entity. Um, you want to make sure that you still stay down that path and not talking yeah. to your buddy. Because without their help, I mean, you exactly, got, you, got you need their permission. <laughs> yeah, uh, you need their blessing to uh, be out there doing what you want to do. So the financial aspect helped. Uh, what I've learned throughout the years and how to deal with people, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, attention to detail. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people won't like to hear this, but PT didn't help me at all. <laughs> Not in this aspect. Um, but just, you know, being able to focus on more than one thing, uh, you know, because here in the Army, I always focus on multiple things at one time, right? Uh, multitasking, I, I didn't know how to do that before I joined the, joined the Army, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. It's a lot easier being on a tank than doing this, so, yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks for stopping by. I oh, mean, this no, is. This, I hope. I hope it gives uh, some other people, you know, who are thinking about starting a business, you know, yeah. just to 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 look into it. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. So. And they can always, you know, contact me, and you know, I can try to help them. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, thank you. All right.